said that, but... Okay. Um, how cool is it to just, like, be you and, like, be recognized for, like, that? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I've noticed in you and, like, it, you're inspiring me to do and I'm kind of trying to do this with, like, yeah. Maggie is, yeah. like, be authentically me and see how that can, like, help the yeah. world instead of put on all these masks and be, like, a seventh rate version of someone else. Like, I have all I need. Yeah. I just like hone in on that. <laughs> like he's like, oh, he got scary. <laughs> I like have all I need inside to just be the first straight version of myself, and like getting true to that. Yeah. And sometimes too, following that is inconvenient because like what I learn is <laughs> yeah. like I'm really sensitive. I do want like a partner not like a casual thing you know like i have to be authentic yeah. to what i hear right. and it can yeah. be inconvenient yeah like it's not a nine to five that's like all pretty inconvenient to like make work you know yeah like what it is that your like your essence expression wants yes. and like who you are as a person in the world and what it is yeah essence so let me let me ask you before we really dive in but mm-hmm. what are you grateful for today oh i love that i haven't really thought thought about it don't think about it, feel about it. I know my heart's... Um, I think that my boy is nine today. Yeah. And he's like... We woke up cuddling and... Oh. He's just like the greatest love I've ever known. And oh. instead of like my mind wants to be like, well, okay, I'll probably die then in like three years, whatever, what am I going to do? Like that's where my head goes. I was just like, how grateful I am that like he's here right now and he's broken my damn heart so fucking open and like I think of him as like this doorstop like holding it open you know like someone better get in while it has a smidge open while I love him oh that's so sweet yeah so I think that I took a picture of us actually this morning I'll show you (laughs) and then I want to hear what you're grateful for um look at this this is how we woke up. Oh my god. <laughs> that is the snuggliest. Yeah. Is there anything better than an animal just snuggling? No, you? and he's fresh from his bath. This is how his paws were set up this morning. <laughs> Do you die? I'm like, oh, you tucked your own feet in under your arm. Okay, you go. Uh, I am grateful for the kindness of strangers. Mm-hmm. And for all of the incredible bright-eyed people there are in the world that have a lot of influence and power. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't think we, like, think about that enough. Yeah. It's like this little immune system running around trying Mm. to fix the problems that the, you know, the big boys are causing. Yeah. It's really amazing to, to just like meet all these people. They're like, wow, like you had all this like multiplicative impact in the world and you're so in yourself. Yeah. That's so cool. We don't focus on that enough. I know. I want to do like a whole spotlight series of like, like good, like a good media channel. Yeah. That would be like maybe one of the things I would do if I wasn't doing this yeah because instead of like an influencer it's like immune system or yeah or something like yeah. how would we put it yeah yeah oh, i love that um yeah so grateful to meet you and be learning about your brand um likewise i'm really excited to you dive in so i wanted to ask you before we started um have you um you were working with four sigmatic I want, no, okay, no, cool. I've I just been like, brands are coming to me yeah. that like remind me of the essence behind you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so that I just did research. And so they have their brand guidelines available on their site and it links to that Dropbox that's if you so really crazy. dig for it. Cause that's like some pretty, it's like gold, like deep information on their company. I know that's just publicly available. I just found it's kind it. Of an int- I wonder if they intend that to be the case, <laughs> you know? But I found that to be incredibly helpful. I agree. That's like goal status, like fully. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at bathing culture? I didn't look at bathing culture, yeah. So these two guys remind me of a similar essence, and they're local to the Bay Area. Okay. Um, I can pull it. I can pull it in. Yeah. 
Well, no, no, no. I'll just show you their Instagram just so you get a feel. But I think it could be such a cool, like, collaboration. Because um, it's very em environmentally <laughs> focused, yeah. too. Um, and it's two founders. Oh, my God. Is that the cutest? Yeah, dude. I fucking love their social. <laughs> See? I think you like them. Yeah, that's really cute. Um... Uh, yeah, anyway, this guy, it's like, they're just gems, so like, you can kind of hear the talk. In Nevada, California, with my friend Spencer from Bathing Culture. Hi. Thank he you. just drove up here from San Francisco to deliver something that we're launching in our store today, so why don't you tell us about it? We have our very first refill station. Uh, now customers of Beauty Heroes can come refill their Bathing Culture Mind and Body Wash right here in Nevada. And have some new bottles. So let's take a look at these. Look yeah. how pretty these are. These are our new rainbow glass bottles. Um, they're done at $28. So you save uh, quite a bit. So you can bring it back to Beauty Heroes. We will only fill it for you. Or right. they just keep, yeah, they just but keep it. Sure yeah, I mean, it seems like really uh, good. I can see why you're like, 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 like me. So. <laughs> Crush on both. We'll just come put you out there. Um... But yeah, just kind of like getting a getting a feel and watching what they're doing. I know that they um, hired a small PR firm mm -hmm. in New York, so they're kind of like getting placement for like like allure, like whatever. Like it's right. like oh, this random natural body wash is like all of like it's just like these, but it's really strategic yeah. placement. So it's a really small firm in New York. I started following them on Instagram. Yeah. I actually met, met Spencer at the West Coast Craft Fair and talked to him a little oh, bit nice. about yeah, that yeah. because he was like, oh, we just won this. And I was like, did that just happen? Or did you guys have like PR? Because I learned at True Botanicals, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he was like, no, we just hired this agency. Like we're loving them. And so they actually were just in New York and did like an event with like, you know, whatever collab. Right. Um, so I'm following them to just kind of see like, what their vibe is like as far as PR. The yeah. other person I'm getting help from is Adriana, who does all the PR at True Botanicals. Oh, great. Um, yeah. She's, like, pretty intense, but, like, yeah. I can at least, like, pick and choose, like, some of her feedback. Right. Um, and, yeah, so that's kind of my starting place. Fantastic. Yeah. The other thing is, is, like, I think I have a feel for, like, the podcast listeners that would, like, most hear... Mm -hmm. what it is that like you want to get across so like it sounds a little like one is like this manifestation girl I know mm -hmm. it sounds kind of you know whatever yeah. but I'm obsessed with her yeah and she has like these really sustainable brands and she only it's like the ones with her essential page and like she right. uses yeah, them cool. and cool. it's such an authentic if you get to listen to the podcast if you're bored in the car yeah. you just listen to an episode called expanded um with like a brand there's like koyuchi and osea malibu okay um i think that would get a feel for it's just holistic it's just like you get a feel for the people behind the brand and then like what do you know i bought koyuchi sheets i want to buy osea and like right. i'm not easily persuaded in that regard yeah but this very thoughtful holistic yeah thing, no i love that I that's mean, where it's, i yeah. see you and i think that you know part of it for me is that I'm gonna take we need to like, we need to think about beyond like the natural food scene. And I think that's what I like about where you're thinking is like, where do we create these tangential audiences? Because it's no longer like, we don't live in a world now where it's like, okay, like hippies eat natural foods and these are the people where, no, it's like, we're talking, we need to be talking to such a mainstream culture of people that just care about wellness in some regard, or they care about climate change, or they care about permaculture, or they care about regenerative agriculture, or they care about body care, or they care about just sourcing things that are, you know, ethically, ethically traded and sourced. And there's so many people that have all these different interests. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I bring up these brands, because it's like, it's sort of like, okay, they're the sheets people of the same people were community mm -hmm. at large, where the... Right like snack people or whatever you want to call it and then like they're the body wash people but it's all appealing to like a grand community that would mm -hmm. like cross over each other yeah. mm -hmm. and like that beautiful partnership where it's sort of like a friend group where it's like you meet so and so yeah. and Maggie's like oh well my friend from Santa Barbara is amazing and then mm -hmm. I'm like cool let's meet him and like that's sort of how brands yeah can work um 
yeah, there... that constellation. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of getting a little off topic, yeah. but we've talked about for years and just haven't done it of like, like people we love page on our website, mm-hmm. like all the, all the brand partners or individuals that have a, you know, have something to share in the world that we really resonate with. Like being like, Hey, we are, you know, this is our ecosystem. Totally. It all totally plays into it. And then like with podcasts, they either have one or it like they've been on one and they Mm -hmm. can even make introductions. Like I just think we're getting started in like a really big place we can go. Um, Is there anything, the thing I liked about what I sent you is just like a template, but it was like, basically, is there anything that you would want to speak to on an episode that could be considered like not controversial, but like, you know, something different that we could lead with because a lot of these templates that I'm seeing um, is sort of... I'm talking about this podcast outreach. Yeah, and it's kind of goofy. I'm just doing like bare... But I've I've found some templates. It's really helpful to get like, you know... Right. Somewhere we gotta have somewhere to start in terms of the framework. Right. So I've been looking up like a pitch template, which I'm learning is just like an email. I mean, one of the things this is one of the things first coming to me, which I don't know how much traction we get with this is, um, climate change isn't about carbon. Mm. Right. Like. Like we need to, like I talk about this within my community and friend group and also when I give talks sometimes I'll give it a few minutes is that, you know, we have this like, like our reductionist hyper-masculine approach to climate change is war on climate change Mm. and what can we do to objectively reduce the amount of carbon emissions we have, Mm -hmm. right? And personally, I think that the biggest, like carbon's a big issue. Yes. But in my opinion, it's actually much lower down on the list mm. than, you know, than um, hydrocarbons, like all of the, all of the fertilizers, the pollution of waterways, basically, and everything from the shampoos and soaps we use to the fertilizers we're using to the pesticides and the, all, all of that stuff is a way bigger issue. Because it's destroying biodiversity and the health of ecosystems and the ability of them to be resilient, right? Okay. If we weren't doing anything else and we were simply pumping all this carbon into the atmosphere, but the rest of the ecosystem wasn't being negatively affected majorly, uh-huh. it would totally adapt and resolve itself. That's insane. I have not heard that. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's, you know, there's a number of other things I think that are really more important than carbon. Uh-huh. So that's a fairly controversial Totally. I'm hearing it here first. Like gender equality and the empowerment of women and girls, more important than carbon. Yeah. Love that. Right. Education, family planning and empowerment of women to make better decisions. I mean, this is like objectively backed by data, but nobody's really talking about it. Mm. And your background, right, is, um, education, permaculture, permaculture, um, what would you in layman's terms say is permaculture? I mean, I don't even really, to be honest, I think permaculture for me was like a gateway yeah. into just a way of thinking. I would like to say my background is in like regenerative living systems process, you know, cool. permaculture. I mean, permaculture is a, a system of design techniques that allows you to work with the living systems of nature rather than against them uh-huh. to create kind of like efficient, diverse systems. Uh-huh. Um, it's mostly around agriculture, land use design, you know, from small scale homesteading up to large scale, you know, um, landscape and systems design around energy, power, housing, water, food growing. And so to me, it was like this really good gateway into regenerative thinking, which mm. is. I think much more broad and holistic and I think more, more inclusive of the reality of the world, Mm. um, which I really appreciate. So that's, that's helpful. And that kind of provided the framework for Mlakesh to Mm -hmm. source. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so we, you know, before, before I started Mlakesh, I had, I was, uh, running a 40 acre organic avocado ranch, um, and also doing uh, 
I was running a, I was a teacher running the school gardens program for K through sixth grade students. And so I was basically taking them into a nature-based classroom and teaching them about, you know, precipitation cycles, how plants grow. I mean, to, to, depending on the age group, soil microbiology, just in different ways about mm-hmm. pollinators. And, and so the mixture of those two things where I was actually production scale growing food and very small scale mm-hmm. growing food and teaching kids about nutrition and farm to table, you know, like I could get, I could get kids to eat like purple cabbage coleslaw salad. Why? Because they were involved in growing and making it and being a part of it. And their parents would come to me and be like, what did you do? Right. You didn't bribe them? (laughs) No. It's just like, I told them it was good. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, well, you might not like this. And they felt involved and in love with the process that they'd undergone. They felt ownership for it. And then, so they didn't have these preconceived notions about what it was going to be like, other than they were going to like it. And then they were like, you know, eat it up. There's so much there. And like, Yeah. yeah. So that's my whole, I mean, the only thing I miss about what I do quite honestly is like, having that connection to these amazing growing little minds and, mm. and, and kids to be able to really have a positive impact on their life. That is so cool. Yeah. It's like built in meaning, you know, when you have little kids light up. Totally. Oh. And I've always like been told like, you know, you understand something when you can explain it to someone else, mm-hmm. let alone like a growing mind that doesn't maybe have a huge context for it. So right. like, you can simplify something so complicated into it registering with them I think like you really know it inside and out and that's what your brand can like harness and like get out in the world so it will affect them and so many more people with that right simple like layman terms like you're you're, I've already learned a lot in this conversation and I think you're right too like if you're if your mind is set like to have a positive like um experience with something like you said and sort of how we started this podcast like what we're grateful for what we're looking for like it tends to come true so it's like if we can get that from what Imlakesh products is saying like I'm probably gonna have a great experience and I know how it's tied I didn't know that I can make a positive impact on the earth that I live on yeah by other decisions I thought you know, you only hear the certain ones that you can do to make a change, but it sounds like how I even snack, eat, incorporate yeah. foods can, yeah, so Absolutely. there's a lot there. I, I think that, you know, I, like, I, I'm a beekeeper, and mm-hmm. um, I have a couple hives at my mm-hmm. house, and, um, you know, really steward them in a really natural way, mm-hmm. and I'm incredibly inspired by them because one, it's an all-female society, which is really incredible. Queen um, bee. Yeah, the queen bee. Uh, but, you know, I look at Imlakesh and my model for them is like as a pollinator, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want Imlakesh to be this pollinator because I view us as a bridge, right? We're this bridge between indigenous and native people in, in developing countries and places where we still have a really strong agricultural base and amazing, you know, ecology mm-hmm. and, and culture. And how we can build that bridge between their people in the United States that care about their health and well-being and care about how their choices affect other people in the world. And so I see us as like, how can we be a pollinator where we're connecting all of the, you know, basically cross-pollinating between societies and between worlds to really be able to have people feel connected and tell stories and recognize that like in the life of a bee, like they do no harm. Mm. right it's incredible when you think about what they do it's like they fly around and they help plant sex happen right that's what they do you know does it get better than that right and and then they come back and they make honey (laughs) and pollen and so to me it's like we're still far from that in but when we're talking about creating living systems and seeing businesses as embedded within living systems like we're, what are we modeling our structure out of, right? Mm. And so we're very self-critical of like, these are the places in our business where we have a lot of work to do to get ourselves to the place where we are like uplifting every aspect of what we're doing. And there, you know, there's places every business falls short in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, some don't even try. Um, but for, you know, for us, it's like, how can we be very self-critical while also recognizing that we're doing a lot of, a huge amount of good mm-hmm. in the process of continuing to evolve you know i love that yeah. the bee society as the business ideal yeah. to reach yeah absolutely oh i love 
I'm so inspired to get you on a podcast. People need to hear you. Um, perfect. I put together a few things. So what I'm thinking now, just how this is going, letting you know, I, I'm going to talk to Adriana and see mm-hmm. if I can include like some of these sound bites because I yeah. think that this is like a per- like say no more you know what I mean it's not really like we need to put a bunch of words in an email it's just like here's what you could have like you're welcome um but the other thing I threw together is just stuff that I found on the website that I think could just be really simple as far as like what Imlakesh is about um and what we want to convey to them so you gave me that controversial piece, but I just have very general stuff that I would love for you to just take a peek at if yeah, yeah. you want to include like anything like this, but I'm just trying to give them like a general introduction to the brand. This is just from your site, so I don't know. Awesome, yeah, I love this. I mean, I'm still like, this is just like, for, I love when you said super, super food captain. That's my title. I'm a, I'm a hopeless Viking, Viking sea voyager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like cannot handle it. Maybe a hopeful Viking sea voyager. <laughs> um, I think this is fantastic. I want to make sure that we, um, you know, I think this is very like vision oriented. So I want to make sure somewhere near the top we have a paragraph about like this is what we do, who we are, and how totally. we like operationalize that in the world. Yes, this but is this just is like fantastic. what I'm pulling from. This is just like the bank All that it's sitting. Bank. This yeah, isn't yeah. like what we're sending, okay, but cool. just like if you like the general meat of it. Great. Um, I, yeah, how did you say that? Like this is this is what what was the word you operationalize? This is how we like operationalize our vision in the world. Mm. Right, because that's what we're doing, right? It's like, there's, and and I, recently I was talking to um, this guy named Gray Hecht, who's an incredible, he, he has this company called Rising Springs Water, and he's been very influential in a lot of areas. He's one of the lead investors in Guayaquil, mm. um, like 15, 20 years ago. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, he said this to me, which, I don't know, I really, I've really been like frameworking this lens for yeah. a little bit, which is that he's like, you know, he's like, finally, he was just telling me stories, but like, he's like, you know, I was like spending a lot of time in like festival culture and kind of like the evolving conscious world. He's like, and I met all these people that were like super lit up and so bright and like amazing people and like really, really well, you know, just like connected to themselves, but they had really low capacity, Mm. right? To create like change in the world, like have these big ideas. And we all know people like that. We're like, they have like huge vision, but they don't have capacity. Or they haven't yet cultivated that capacity because they're ungrounded. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then you go to like these business conventions, meet all these people that are like total assholes and are like completely like, you know, they're like whatever, like they're on these prescription drugs and they're trying to deal with their this and they have all the, they're alcoholics and they're incredibly capable people at making things happen, happen in the world. And he's like, so finally I was like, all right, well, like I'm, my whole goal is to serve, cause he's a people person, like to surround myself with people that have that like incredible intersection of being like lit up and having super high capacity. And that's like what I seek out in the world. And like, I just don't have time for the other two ends of the spectrum anymore. And it like really hit me. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's like, that's how we like we operationalize vision into the world. Like that's the tie in back to that. It's like, are there people that can, do that. Do that. Yeah. Because mm. it ain't easy. It ain't easy. No, we know. It takes, it takes a lot of hard work and perseverance and day. <laughs> yeah, tell me about yes. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about yeah. that, but yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful, beautiful like way of the lens through which to look at the world and the people you surround yourself with. That's pretty yeah. powerful stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you you know, and you learn about that pretty quick with people, right? You do. Ideally, you know, you can you can figure that you can figure out. Figure it out, yeah. Like, are they gonna try to do? Yeah. Is what they say and how they dream in alignment with what they actually do. what they actually do? Mm-hmm. You know, or do they come back to you like two weeks later, like I'm moving to France to right. start a vineyard, and then like you know the next right. week they're like, okay, well, like I'm actually gonna be a jewelry designer in you know, and it's like, well. What happened to that other thing? Right, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, how do we 
Yeah. How do we like create like focus and dedication to something? Because it takes years. Mm-hmm. You know, years. you don't get to. You know, years. you don't get to just be like, oh, I'll do this for like six months. Right. Mm. Or even two years or three years. It's right. like mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's really fascinating. I could go into a whole farmer angle on that, but I'll skip it for now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I think kind of our quote-unquote controversial pitch on, on an episode topic is going to be that uh, climate change isn't about carbon. Mm, okay, cool. I think that could be really, cool. that can, it could be really fun. Very I'm trying cool. to think of a couple other ones just because like, I do love that one. I think that... Um, I just love it because your brand and mission and values go to address that. Right. You know, so you're not just like saying that for the sake of saying that. You're yeah. saying that to introduce like how important what you're doing behind the scenes is, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the key is like audiences getting to meet you, learn about the mission and vision, but then what it ties to greater that is different than other brands, even other right. natural food brands at Whole Foods. Because, yeah. you know, if you're somewhat uneducated in these realms as I am, I'm right. like going to Whole Foods. I'm like, anything here, everything's the same. Welcome um, to my life. Right? <laughs> <Never stop>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yours differentiates, right? So I think, like, we want to hone in on a differentiator even within, like... Yeah. That sphere of Whole Foods. Maggie, also we're recording this and I've already gotten such good... No, no, no. No, no, we're Just good. on my phone and we're going to like edit it down. Sound bite it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. I want to include that because we have sort of had a mock like, mm-hmm. podcast interview of yeah. it. That, like, yeah. You guys did that? Yeah, I think. I mean, some of the other areas, we're just talking, you know, but recording. Yeah, but just enough yeah. to like give Amazing. a little teaser, We're just right? getting a little buggy bugs. Because you want to do the work for them, right? You're yeah. not like, it's not for them to like decide if you're a good fit. It's like, I am, here's why, Yeah. here's right. how it would sound. Do yeah. you want this for your audience? Like, oh, I'd be happy to help you, basically. You know what sure. I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a, I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it in the world. I'm like, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's like. Good thing that you've built an audience and good thing I'm giving you content, otherwise oh, yeah. your podcast oh would my God, die, it is a total right? Or whatever it is, you know? Totally. It's the same thing with investors. It's like, I tell them, I'm like, this may be the only opportunity you ever have to invest in our company because it's been the first time in seven years and we may go seven years without raising money ever right. again. Right. Yeah. So like, we're, here you go. Right. right. You're welcome. Yeah. You're right. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple other things just that I... So when I give like public talks, there, there's kind of like a couple, it depends on who I'm talking, but there's a couple layers that I kind of go into with people and I'm wondering if a podcast is the best place, but I really talk about some of the principles of like regenerative principles, right? So we talk mm, about yeah. like essence as being a part of that. We mm. talk about capacity. We talk about potential, right? Mm. And sometimes all loop I'll, I'll like put a framework in place and i'll usually ask people questions i usually do take some level of like audience participation um and and, and then you know from that place my, my first goal is to really like inspire people and it depends like when i'm doing that type of work like inspiring people to to in some way connect with their own essence of like how do they want to show up and express themselves in the world which is not something that's going to happen in an hour or a year or however long it's going to be but like helping people like find that thread they're either already connected to or like touch it for the first time is kind mm-hmm. of my goal mm-hmm. um and from there what i usually do is share a bit of my own essence story and how that relates to Imlakesh. and then i talk about if I do it well, which sometimes I do and sometimes I don't because I don't plan these things. Like I, I'll talk for an hour with a half page. Yeah. It's typically about like how many oh, notes I have. It's like I have, I have like a series of markers that I walk through. But mm-hmm. in between that, it's like that's it's pretty so freeform. Well, it depends on who's in the room, sure. right? And, and like what the vibe is. Let something take over with yeah. the mixed like energy in there. Yeah. And just like where that level of inquiry is and how people are asking questions. And, totally. Right. You know, but... So oftentimes what I'll do is I'll take a story like the story of Macombo, right? Or the story of our regenerative cacao project and relate how Mm -hmm. 
these principles, like, like, like talking about like, what does the Amazon rainforest want to be? Like, what is it as its essence? Cause it's different than a desert, right? And it's different than an old growth forest Pacific Northwest. Like how does it express itself in the world? What does it want to do? Like for an example, like we know that 90% of all the fertility in the Amazon is currently in a living plant. Only 10% is topsoil. The topsoil in the Amazon is this thick, right? It's literally like a quarter to a half an inch thick. Wow. And everything is being, is like, it's an inc- incredibly in- intensively competitive environment where like before mm. something even dies, it's already being eaten by other things and then transforming and morphing into something else. And it's like constantly mm. evolving and everything's trying to kill everything else because it's just trying to survive, mm. right? And it might not be a very like romantic way of looking at it, but there's a, there's an immense amount of beauty in that because everything finds this little niche in place and like some little avenue of sunlight ends up being, you know, the ray of sunlight that turns this tree into like a 400 year old mahogany or Brazil nut tree. Mm. Right. And so there's a difference between the essence of that ecosystem and the essence of how you know, 14,000 feet in the Andes mountains, Maka wants to grow where there isn't a single tree. Right. But so how do we, how do we as humans interact with the Amazon and say, okay, this is what it wants to be. This is how it wants to express itself in the world. There's an incredible amount of water. There's these huge floodplains that happen. There's all this biodiversity of life. There's 80,000 species of astrative plants, basically half the planets on earth, half the plants on earth are from the Amazon. So when we're looking at how do we develop regenerative supply chain, we looked at the deep Amazon and we said, okay, well, there's this amazing plant called macombo. It's actually related to chocolate. It's related to cacao. It's a huge canopy tree that's like, you know, 60 to 80 feet tall. And when it's fully mature and it produces these super nutrient dense foods that people have been eating for thousands of years and that are part of what keeps a whole ecosystem intact and whole, right? Cause there's all these complex relationships between plants and animals and pollinators and all these different species. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know, sorry, when there's you a have, bug here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, a yeah. Bug here. Bugs. when you, you know, when you have keystone species in the rainforest, like Brazil nut trees, like Macombo, they hold the rest of the ecosystem together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, for us, we were like, all right, well, we're not going to do agriculture here because agriculture looks like clear cutting the rainforest and monoculturing something, right? That's not what this place wants. I mean, it's not really what any place wants, but especially here, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're seeing that happen with huge destruction for palm oil, huge destruction for organic fair trade cacao where people are monoculturing and clear cutting the rainforest to plant fair trade cacao. Mm-hmm. So we were like, all right, how can we create a system where we are wild harvesting something from existing rainforest ecosystems or creating agroforestry models, meaning really diverse systems that end up maturing areas of degraded land back into rainforest in a way that makes this place what it wants to be. Because if you set up the conditions in place to have it be itself, guess what? It will naturally quickly and easily fill itself into being the living system that it wants Mm -hmm. to be. You don't have to like, throw all these inputs into it to keep it the way that you force it to be, right? There's so much there. Yeah. Because, like, A, it sounds like how society could function or, like, how you could, like, inspire yourself to conduct yourself yeah. in the world. Um, I think there's just a lot. Hmm. Okay. You said so much there that I just want to go back yeah. to what you first said when you would start talking about principles of like the regenerative principles and Mm -hmm. how that could be like personal individual expression. Yeah. I think that is something huge that we could tie to audience because it's like, we all want to know why should, why should we care? Right. Like I know a good person cares about the earth and their body. So I should care about this, but the thing that's going to hook me Mm -hmm. is like something to do with me and how I am in the world. My greatest interest is, my Yourself. life yeah, and absolutely. how I'm growing and like what I'm going to do with this one precious life yeah. you know I mean I think we have a few but yeah. just this one for right now um, I got a good one this time around oh I should my probably God. use it yeah. exactly <laughs> and there's only like some passion I'm like helping pass lives through anyways that's all their topic but like maybe we could speak to like 
how you are, like what you care about about yourself and how you show up in the world and how that it ties to. Yeah. And Lakesh, like even like so much so that it like creates like a relationship between yeah. like if I have this food. Yeah. It's reinforcing this like mm-hmm. principle I care about that gives me like self-esteem and how I show up in the world is like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's such a big idea. But I love that you talk to people about like their personal way of conducting themselves and then like taking a cue from nature and how nature conducts itself and letting people be individual. And like, I know you mm-hmm. wanted to get into like LGBT support mm-hmm. and stuff and like yeah. you kind of just, even like ways you talked about stuff with like, let right. people be how the fuck they are yeah. as the most beautiful thing <laughs> and not add all these yeah. things and change and do all this stuff in yeah. one little ray yeah. that you wouldn't even suspect is the fucking game changer. That's the game changer. Well, and not just let people be the way they are, but really to me, it's the deeper level of like, how do we, without imposing our own will, breathe life into other people's potential, mm. right? Because out of potential comes capacity, right? Love that. And, and that's like... And again, it comes from this place of like, we're not seeking to do good. We're just seeking, like, like the idea of doing good is about, at some level, it's about imposing your idea of good. Totally. And we've learned through history that some other people's idea of good isn't necessarily very good. Think colonization, right? They were like, we're doing good. Yeah, so right? true, of course. And so it's like, how do we actually see other people, like... Through, you know, to see ourselves and see other people mm-hmm. through the lens of like, who are they and how do they want to show up in the world? And what can I, with my unique gifts, be of, how can I be of service to their, their growth and their, you know, their capacity to grow? And, you know, when you were talking about like personally, like if we're, if there's some opportunity to get more personal with it, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like I grew up in the South, like, you know, like playing football and mm. eating pork ribs and smelling bourbon and smoking cigarettes. You know, it's not like, like a lot of people look at, a lot of people look at, yeah, great. You know? And they're like, it's so wild. Yeah. It's wild that that's how we grow up. I know. It's pretty crazy, but, but it actually creates a really amazing like breadth of life where yes. you're like, Oh, you know, like I, I like people at this point, I think people look at me and they're like, Oh, you must've always been this way. Mm. Right. And the truth is, like, no, I used to be, like, you know, I used to have, like, chronic allergies and asthma and be kind of overweight and, you know, dealing with dragging around the ball and chain of my sexuality and, like, being, like, really trying to figure out, like, like, well, if I buy those shoes or I do this, like, thing or, like, I get my elbow skin just right, then, like, maybe, like, people will like me and then I'll like myself, yes. you know? And it's, like... That's just, you're just chasing this thing that society has told us, well, like, if you just look this way and you act like this and you put on these skins, then you're going to be that way. And so we, you know, I don't know, I think a lot of us, like, carry that around. And I mean, I still do. It's not like, it's like, oh, you know, we've no, arrived. But so helpful. But there's, you know, one of my, one of my dearest friends has been my best friend since I was three. I was... Uh, spending a lot of time with him recently because he's like going through this really kind of like difficult but amazingly evolutionary time in his life and he was talking about like well like you know he was saying like for him he was you know this i'll try to say this quickly he's like look i know like when i do certain things it creates certain patterns or like you know i call them cycles like it creates these cycles in your life that create reinforcing like bad cycles or reinforcing good cycles right And he was talking like i know if i drink a lot of wine or drink a lot the night before and I wake up feeling bad and then I drink a cup of coffee like the combination of like the acidity and the caffeine and the alcohol just like sets me off on like my stomach makes my neurological system all messed up and then I feel like depressed and I feel like crap and all this you know and I'm like and it really like got me thinking about like how are we creating like for yourself, like how are you creating a virtuous cycle that works for you so the decisions you're making reinforce the decisions that you're making, mm. right? And when I think about my own life, that's actually how it happened, right? And there's this, there's this expression that happens from the moment that you wake up, what are the first things that you do? Mm. 
and the first hour of your day that set your day up to be successful because mentally, spiritually, physically, you've done the things to care for yourself. Mm-hmm. So then like all of a sudden when you get a call at one in the afternoon that like Amazon's inventory is three weeks late or that whatever <laughs> it is going on, you know, or that someone's like, you know, that that deal fell through that you thought was going to happen or whatever it is. I'm going to make you try. It, can I have one? Can you check um, it? Can wouldn't, you uh, yeah, it wouldn't. Um, it's not like any of those things are good, but like we're able to view them from like a more impartial place. And you know, I say this often. I'll say it again. It's like when you. Well, I'll I'll get there in a minute. We're not ready for that yet. I'm completely but, captivated. But so. that you, um, you know, those decisions you make in the morning, and then. Likewise, before you go to bed, right, as you, as you go to, like, power down and, like, fall through the states of consciousness into the dream world, right, and our society doesn't place a lot of credence on dreams, and I don't think we're really here to talk about dreams, but this, the way in which you fall into your dream state and really your sleep state, which, you know, sleep is obviously a huge issue that so many people deal with in terms of how do they sleep? Do they stay asleep all night? Do they wake up in the morning? Do they wake up stressed out about things, right? And it's like that pattern of how we come into sleep and then come back into wakefulness over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. you can build really negative associations Mm -hmm. or you can build really positive virtuous cycles that make you want to wake up and exercise or do Mm -hmm. yoga or eat the right thing Mm -hmm. and then set yourself up for a great day or and then on the sleeping side you can end up setting yourself up in a cycle of going to bed thinking about too many things things that you're stressed about or you have issues with like blue light or scrolling through your phone or having you know issues in terms of the the kind of like whole melatonin REM cycle that happens and so like when we're talking about that for me I recognize, like, I quit drinking a month for my 21st birthday. Really? That was, like, one of the first, like, layers for me that really, like... And it wasn't, like, an AA thing. It wasn't, yeah. like... I mean, I was certainly abusing alcohol. Yeah. There's no question about that. Yeah. But I was a 21-year-old, you know, yeah. most of us do. Yeah. Um, but what happened was I had started kind of spontaneously practicing yoga. And I would just go to park and make funny shapes, right? Mm-hmm. And take deep breaths and make funny shapes. And I would notice that... It was pretty easy for me to wake up in the morning and do that. But the nights I went out and drank, I would wake up like, oh, God, like, you know, just feeling terrible because I'd, you know, knock back six, eight, 10, 12 drinks, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And I didn't, what I wanted to do was get out of my body, right? Like the feeling of being hungover is the feeling of like, what can I do to get out of my meat suit? Because I can't feel this way anymore, you know? And that doesn't that doesn't create right that doesn't create the factors that make you want to feel what it feels like to be in your body it's right. the opposite of that right and so well, there's so many layers because you don't really want to care for yourself in yeah, that way right. when really you want to just not be you like i drained yeah because i had a lot of pain that i didn't want to feel and also like i didn't accept myself right mm-hmm. and so i think you're right like the first stage of like an awakening yeah is to just like drop all the shit we're doing that like changes us yeah and i love and i want you to continue but i love that you're willing sounds like to share yeah totally your personal journey because that's that is gonna be so huge because it's like if you can do that right i can relate to that you're not like on a spiritual hilltop telling me what to do it's like here's my experience like this is how i started this is how i felt this is like now I'm trying to me it just sounds like it's awakening to authenticity right so it's yeah. like your own the earth's food like how does that all string together if we yeah. put it so simple it's just being authentic like who's to say who I'm to be right who's to say how they should be like I don't really know why we're all fucking here you know yeah. and I just love <laughs> what you said I actually just had a one-on-one with like a health coach talking about sleep uh-huh and I didn't know that there were such simple changes I could make. Because here's the thing with podcasts. is like, you know, we're going to go on these tangents. Like, it's yeah. not just like, well, we're only talking about this. It's like, yeah. it's going to, like, organically it's evolve. Yeah. Um, so I think this is great practice. But it's like, she told me little things, right? Like, I thought, she was like, do you ever get, like, a natural wave of being tired, like, at night? Because I think of myself as a night owl, right? I go mm-hmm. to bed at, like, midnight. That's right. just how I've always been. Yeah. 
I was like, well, I do get this wave of like, oh, I can go to sleep right now at like 9 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just like push through that because that's like ridiculous. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. Um, then I like do work, my cortisol goes up. I have to, I'm like revved up. I'm eating snacks at like mm-hmm. midnight. Then right. I take my pills, you know, mm-hmm. before bed. So I'm having a bunch of water. Right. Then I go to sleep, wake up three times. Like, it's just, and that's my cycle. I didn't even realize she was like, here's what you do. Because I like to be creative at night. That's my yeah, excuse. I'm right. like, well, I like when the world is asleep and I do my best thinking at like, like last right. night, I'm like, you know, yeah, like yeah. Tonight, 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, she's like, you actually need to do like focus, creative time, focus. So like one hour, seven to eight, mm-hmm. no phone, yep. no anything. You're just focused and creative. Yeah. She's like, have you ever been focused for one hour on creativity? And I was like, no, I've had like 15 minutes spurts, like, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So one hour, she's like, that's going to leave you feeling so fulfilled to dedicate that to yourself that like, and then you're going to walk your dog at an earlier time. You're going to go to sleep early and you're fulfilled. You don't need a midnight snack. You don't need to spin your wheels. You know, you wake up in the morning, take your pills then, front mm-hmm. load your water. Yeah. I mean, that is just such simple changes that I can make that I simple. think may change like my whole life. Because she said sleep is, like, the number one thing to diet. I mean, she's, like, a food health coach, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And that was the first thing we addressed is sleep. Mm -hmm. And that just was so empowering because, like, I can do that. I can try and be creative 7 to 8, put it on my calendar. I can take my pills in the morning. I can listen to my body when my genes and cells are saying, like, we kind of want to go to sleep at 9.25. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can start winding down. I can listen to that. Like, I just didn't know you could make small changes to wake up to who you are. But I wouldn't even be willing to hear that 925 thing had I not quit drinking, like, six years ago. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, like, all a... It's just a phase of awakening to authenticity. It's, It's... And what I'm hearing from you is, like, how does that... Like, how does that shift the cycle of your waking sleeping waking cycle to go to bed at 9 30 like now what time are you getting up but like what how does that affect your morning totally and i always thought like i'm never someone who would work out in the morning mm-hmm. like never have i done that you know yeah. once in a while and i like can't handle it right yeah yeah it's just these stories and like this is how i am but maybe i'm not thick enough not thick enough you taste I don't know the difference. It looks fucking bad. It never needs less. A little bit more. more. Can I have it back, please? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so so you would be willing to share your journey a bit about, like, I'm already hearing, like, quitting drinking, starting a bit of yoga, but, like, yeah, when you yeah. were willing to start yeah. facing that stuff and how, like, you got here. How old are you? 31, yeah. Same. So, oh, nice. So you were... What month were you born? July. Nice. I'm a, I'm a Virgo baby, September. Oh, so am I two months older than you? Yeah. yeah September what? 18. Cute. Yeah. I'm July 24. Oh, 1988. Summer baby. Summer baby. No, I just got interviewed by... Um, by by Jedi for, they're doing I'm great thank no, you so thank much for this time um, and they did a video like a whole video Perfect. interview that was like an hour long okay. for um, so that's for the climate collaborative and for Jedi which is the justice equity diversity inclusion so I was the like LGBTQ okay. voice in that narrative and you know they asked me a lot about my experience um, you know, or encouraged me to share about my experience of like growing up in the South as a queer person, as a gay person, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to share about those things. Like, as I think I told you immediately, like I have no interest in sharing with people about my life for the sake of sharing about my life. I have no interest in sharing about Imlakesh for the sake of aggrandizing Imlakesh. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is simply connect my own personal journey and the journey of running a company that's trying to do the right thing in the world to inspire people in their own life changes and in figuring out whatever it is that's going to make them feel really fulfilled. Like I really don't care about selling anything. Like I do because we need to make money and we need to do the thing. But like at the end of the day, like 
I can't stand people that just get a microphone and they just sit there and they're like, look at how awesome all the things I've done is. Like, I'm more likely to sit here and tell people inspiring stories and then tell them about all the things that we're not doing right yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, because I've sat on all these panels and it's like, you literally get people sitting here being like, yeah, you know, like we've done this amazing thing with this. And I'm like, yeah. And everything you're doing is in plastic that's not recyclable. And we're having all these shipping things. And it's like, we need to celebrate small victories and we need to be like, yes. But like, if we can't look at a one, two, five, 25 year progression of how we're going to evolve these systems to be truly living system frameworks where we stop looking at human beings as separate from nature, Mm. which is a whole inheritance that we have. Right. I mean, we could go, I mean, I have a, I have a rich literary history that will take us back through, you know, Thoreau and Emerson and, you know, back through that whole thing, which we're not going to do because I don't think people would really get it about like why we, why we think we see humans as separate from nature. But like, part of regenerative thinking is like we live in a living systems framework. How are living systems, human living systems. And when we get there, like my ultimate vision is to end up back in a human world where we don't actually look out upon a landscape and say that's human and that's nature. Right. Right. But that's exactly what we do And this is mine. Like this is like around this fence, like this is mine, you know, like it's actually all ours. It'd be questionable whether we should take on private property on a podcast, but I mean, there's all the super weird shit I'll talk about if no, we I really wanted to go no, there, but you so know, the, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the flavorful stuff and then we'll we can, then we can get into the history of the human evolution of our species oh and whether or not there have been galactic I, races on the planet another day, own. but yeah. It's Joe Rogan it up. Well, ideally this could actually be a launching pad to say like, okay, 18 or 24 months from now, if if this really becomes a thing, which who knows? I mean, people might be like, or they might be like, oh my God. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't not. I just like, you're just, I can't not. The key is to be in the right places with the right people mm-hmm. and make yeah. sure that what really is going to help is having you guys really keep me on track and keep me really prepped because we don't want to sit here and talk about right. regenerative agriculture and biodiversity when we really should be talking about like human improvement and potential and right. and, and wellness, right? Right. Because so, there's, there's audiences for both. For sure. But I think a general theme that's emerging for me is regenerative, right? Just that word. So that can mean sleep cycles. That mm-hmm. can mean land processes. That can mean regenerating, to waking up to who you are. Like, it can just, like, that's sort of the theme to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. a one word that can, like, touch it all. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, thankfully, a huge buzzword. And part of what I feel like, I hate that it's a buzzword, but I'm glad that it's being well-known. Part of the reason that I've decided to do this is because if, if, if we, meaning the group of people that I surround myself with, are not becoming the thought leaders on what regenerative is, then someone else is going to, mm-hmm. right? And so we want to make sure that it doesn't, that, that it takes as long as possible to become like greenwashed as possible because mm-hmm. eventually something else is going to evolve. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it is yet, but sustainability died in 1492, you know? Fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> God, it is so true. Fair. It is Fair. so true. That would be another right? controversial topic. Jesus. Sustainability yeah. is dead. Sustainability died in 1492. In 1492. Yeah. As a podcast title. Actually, that would be a really intense podcast, which I need to be really careful about because I'm, even though I'm LGBT, I'm still white um, and male. No, it's it's real. In the I world, know, you know, I know. It just but, feels like so, so interesting that I. Right, but to us, it feels that way. But to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I talk about that when I give workshops. I'm like, look, like, and I talk about the difference between sustainability and regenerative. I try, which okay. is like, you know, I mean, this is a, this is a lifetime journey, this but I, t- I do talk about that. Like, look, sustainability, like there was a, ch- we had a chance as a species and as a planet, mm-hmm. like about, let's call it 500 years ago to create a sustainable model of like, okay, because what we want to try to do is sustain what is right. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. 
right? It's like a zero sum game of like, how do we create stasis? Which first off, there's no such thing as stasis. The only thing that's true in the world is that everything will always change. Right. And two, it's like, do we want to sustain massive deforestation? Do we want to sustain mm. economic global inequality? Do we want to sustain like the destruction of the oceans and indigenous cultures? And no, we don't want to sustain those things. Mm. Right. And, and 500 years ago, pre mercantile colonialism and extractive industrial economies, we had a chance of like, Oh, this would be like a good time to like, create some sustainable models of human interaction with the world that time passed long ago. And now we have to regenerate living systems so that they're better than we found them. Not the same. Right. Like or what are we worse. sustaining? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, do you have, can I get a copy or a link to that like video you did? I don't have it yet. Okay. Or are there anywhere I can find so that I could put into the pitch email? Sort of like a video. Like just some, like a, like, hey, I was featured on this, this, and this. I Mm. mean, not in a boastful way, but just to Yeah, yeah, well, you need to put. So that's a great question. I do not know that. I do know Kiki has just completed as of, well, she will complete, I think completed though, as of today, calling all the videos and choosing the ones that she thinks are the most powerful. Oh, thank God. Okay. That's kind of been stressing me out. I know. I've, I've been know. on Philly Mathis case about it, but I know. he's... I know. We did it. We're doing it's been it. hard to get on his case because we've been like 11 o'clock on Friday mm-hmm. night, like crushing so, out so sell we, sheets and so new we, packaging. And all that. Well, that's why you have us now. I know. Another so thing you great. could probably talk yeah. about is like romance and business. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole like, you know, so dating the super cutest boy in the world while running a company with him thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. I gotta take this call. So guess... That would be a fun one to talk. And, and he, he, it's funny because like in the public sphere, he really kind of likes to stay behind the scenes a little bit, uh-huh. but in like our community and our world, I mean, he's full, like in person, he's like fully out there in the world. There's something about being interviewed, being on stage, being on camera he doesn't love but he's like preposterously photogenic oh he looks like a fucking model he i mean yeah he, he if he chiseled, wanted to like, he could have done the whole thing like the model does he yeah. have a chiseled jaw oh yeah the whole i'm pretty sure i, I can mean, tell here, I'll, yeah. yeah please do the other thing i'd love to get a photo i'm sure you have tons of photos but i was thinking of just grabbing a photo of you maybe like outside mm-hmm. today um i've got a lot of good photos one of the funny things you'll see about me is that um, I'm I'm not wildly photogenic. As long as somebody, um, well, people would argue differently than that, but I say as I'm about to show you these photos, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I know what I'm looking at right now. People, um, I'm really good when it's candid, mm-hmm. not when it's like canned, right? Canned. That was us on New Year's. Scroll one oh, to the right wow. or the left. Oh, wow. <laughs> Beautiful. So Where was this? That was in our living room. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah. I feel like you, you're you pretty hard to like outshine, but I mean, like, he looks really He's big. Well, he's just incredible. He has like the skin tone and everything. He's super photogenic. But anyway, oh. he, we have done a couple things together. And there's definitely like a power in doing something as a couple and doing it together. And so like if there's opportunities, right? he will, he will do it. Uh-huh. He's kind of like you go and do that part. Right. And you can be the initial, the intro, get on the scene. And then yeah. if there's like follow-up episodes of just like, hey, you're a business leader. Hey, you're in this type of relationship personally right. and work-wise. Right. Like you have other things to offer. I think the initial yeah. one is going to be, you know. Yeah, this other absolutely. Stuff. But if there are opportunities yeah. or like there's certain pitches where you're like, hey, like we have this LGBT couple that would like to be on your podcast or, you know, yeah. video blog or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very articulate, too, and has like a oh, whole yeah. different expression. And you of, guys play off each other, which is a whole yeah. other like character in the room. You yeah, know? which it's is like the, yeah. Un- yeah. the us that's there, you know. And we've done a couple of um, like panel interviews and um and pitch in pitches together that have been really fun. Okay, do you have a link or anywhere was it recorded like any of the public talks you've done? 
You'd have to ask Phil Matt. Okay. Um, also, that just reminded me. Lisa Panel. Video blogs. Um, what did you just say? You're on panels? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting on like thought leadership panels at, I mean, conferences and events and all that type of stuff. Any video of that, I think, and I can ask him for. Because yeah, it will ago. show you like in action. like. That one did get recorded. Let me try to put you in touch with, and that was both of us. Um, that was actually probably, we, we tore down the house at Expo West that year. Wonderful. It was like, we were talking about all the stuff we're talking about and like impacting climate change and all that. Yeah. And like everyone was just like talking about how great their fucking kombucha was. And, um, <laughs> which again, I can't, I just can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dude after us was just like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> I just came here to talk about some coconut water in a plastic bottle. Like that was the first thing he said after we finished. And I was like, like I said to you guys the other day, it's like, in no way am I trying to make people look bad. Right. But I'm trying to make them look bad. Well, you're exposing truth. 